dating life. I mean, there's so many options with dating apps these days and it gets confusing and overwhelming. And sometimes it's just like, ugh, do I really want to do this? Well, do I have a treat for you? I have one of my dear friends, Chris Lewis, to join us. He is a dating coach. So Chris, welcome to the show. Hey, Shay, how are you? I am good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me on your show. I'm super excited to be here. Well, I'm excited that you're here and I can't believe it's been a year, only a year <laughs> since we met last year at PodFest. This is right. And I, and I have to say to, to you and your audience, I fell in love with you from the start, Jay. That mm. first day that I met you, I was like, oh my God, you just had my heart right away. So mm. I'm I'm happy that to know you. It feels longer than a year, I have to I say. I know, I know. Yes, it feels does. like a but, lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what forever. meetings are, right? I mean, mm. if, if you if you if you really lock energies together, it seems like it's been a lifetime, even though it could be, like you said, less than a year. Yeah, it's it's amazing. I always feel like we've been connected for so long and and supporting each other on our our and social media posts and podcasts and stuff like that. So it's crazy when I was thinking about it, I was like, man, it's only been a year. Like <laughs> literally at the same time, right around Memorial Day. So it's crazy that this That's is right. Yeah. And I'm and I tell everyone I'm a bit I'm a big advocate for when my friends, I'm loyal to my friends and I'm a mm. huge supporter and I want my friends to be the best that they can be. And I'm there to support them in any way that I can. Mm, same. So I'm so, so glad that you're here. So for those of you who don't know, Chris Lewis is a dating advisor, coaching individuals on the art of navigating their way into successful relationships. He has helped thousands of people through his talks, interviews, and his highly acclaimed relationship podcast and blog, Dating Intelligence. Chris has the ability to think outside the box in service of reaching your highest potential. He gets to the core of what is holding you back from your successful relationships and helps you find your true authentic self. And you can find out more on his website at dating-intelligence.com. So Thanks for the intro. Thank you. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> you know, it's always fun when you hear somebody else read it and you're like, wow, know, who like, is wow, that person? Oh, well, and I was like, <laughs> I just kind of stood up in my chair a little bit more. I was like, well, hello. <laughs> yeah, who is that person? I love it. <laughs> Uh, so I always like to start off with the first question of what does investing in people mean to you? Um, invest, that's a great question. Investing in people means to me is like, um, once for, first and foremost, is if they are there for me, I am 1000% there for them. I invest my time and energy on people who I feel can actually reciprocate by just being their true authentic selves. And, and this is something that I like to teach everyone as well. It's like, I always tell people, you know, when you meet me, what you see is what you get. There's there's no hidden agenda. There's no, I'm trying to be someone. There's no imposter syndrome. It's just what you see is what you get. And when I meet someone that comes across the same way, like yourself, um, I just, you know, like I said, you have me from that moment on. Like, mm -hmm. I just want to be in your life as much as possible supporting you. Um, one of the biggest things I love to do, and this might be something your audience might want to try, is like, I love randomly texting people just that I meet or friends of mine say, hey, what's going on? And they're just like, you're so good at that. And we, mm -hmm. I reach out all the time. So when like, again, I invest my time, I invest my energy and people who I want to win, people who I want to support. And quite frankly, people who I just feel has just such a good heart that they're putting out what I'm putting out in the world. I love that answer. And I love that you mentioned the word support, because I think that's what really investing in people down to the nitty gritty, that's really what it involves is supporting supporting another person. And if you're coming from a leader standpoint, you're supporting an entire team sometimes. But I really love that you're talking about getting down to the authentic 
self. Yeah. So I know for me, there were many years where I was not authentic because, you know, I felt like I had to wear a, a mask or, or put on a facade. I didn't want to be fake, but it came off as, you know, I was trying to hide that imposter syndrome. I was trying right. to hide who I really was. And I have a past. I was going through an abusive relationship. So I told no one that was right. happening. So Which was also there makes a, it that much harder for you. Right. Mm -hmm. So was there a time in your life where you were uh, just navigating through life with not being authentic? Um, I probably would say a hundred percent yes to that. And I was yeah. thinking as you were talking just now that we all go through a form of imposter syndrome at one point in our lives. And so for myself, it happened at a younger age, you know, being a, a black male growing up in um, an upper middle-class um, white, um, white area, let's just say right in Texas, um, a very influential, uh, my mom's, you know, a psychologist, my dad's a doctor. So it was one of those things where I always felt like we were the Huxtables and going to school, <laughs> it would just be my sisters and I would be the only blacks pretty much in school. So um, I had to learn how to navigate and learn how to learn how to be comfortable in my own skin. And in that situation, where mm -hmm. like for myself, for instance, like, um, someone saying, Hey, you don't sound black enough. And I would be like, well, what does that wow. mean? How do you, how do you sound black? And they would be like, huh? So I, I always learned how to make people question themselves if they, if they're, if they have a question for myself. And this is how I almost put my dating coaching in now, or, or when I help people, I say, look, my job is never to answer your question. My job is to help is to ask questions to where you come back to your own answer that yes. you already know. So I learned how to grow up like that really well. And it, and it formed who I was today. And this is why I always tell people about your true authentic self in theory that, um, you know, I know who I am through and through, you know, I know my alpha side, my feminine side. I know, I know every aspect who I, who I am and I do not sway from that. And it's taken many years to become this person that I can feel comfortable in my own skin. So, um, but for me, fortunately, like I said, you know, I know most people can go think even in middle school, you know, you're trying to search and where, where you fit in, you know, we're always trying mm -hmm. to figure out where we fit in. Right. So, um, so like I said, I think by the time I got to college, um, I was pretty much firm on the ground on who I was and what my stance mm. was. And if anyone ever came up to me or, or tried to challenge um, me as an individual and me personally, it was easy for me just to ask questions in the most calm, nicest way of, of just put, presenting the energy that I had, putting it back on them and just questioning them, them going, huh, never thought about that. Mm. And so, so the way that I live my life now is that I want people to see me not as a color, not as, um, not as for what I do, but just ask, oh, there's Chris. He's just a great guy. And that's how I live my life. Well, that's true. You do. I've always thought that. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> you know, well, and it's funny. I got to tell tell our audience about the second meeting that we just met and saw each other again in January. Mm -hmm. And you came up to the lobby where we all were around the bar area. And you're like, Shay. And I was like, what? Oh my God. And I just screamed and hugged and hang on to you because your true authentic self, I believe fully and hundred percent arrives before you do. And so it was just really embracing oh, I appreciate that. every goodness that you are. So no, thank you. I appreciate you. that you always show up like that. There's and nothing better than seeing someone's eyes light up when they meet, when they see someone, you know, and it's just because yeah. it's, it's so real and so true. And people always are like, is this really you? And I'm like, it's me. I mean, it's, it's just, me. I don't, I don't like, I don't change who I am for any group of person, any, any community, any tribe or whatever it is. Mm. I am through and through the same all the time. And it's just something that I pride myself in. You know, it's one of those things where I want people to see me. One of my favorite lines, it's, it's my tagline that I use for myself. I say, meet me today, be memorable tomorrow. You know, it's like when I you like meet that. me, I want you to be able to, oh God, I remember that Chris, I, I really remember him, but it's not only about 
who I am, but what I, um, what's the word I look for, what I portray, what I project, you know, I, my, mm -hmm. the projection is kind, you know, generous, comfortable, you know, exciting and just, and just true, you know, there's like, there's never like any hidden agenda or there's nothing that I want from anyone. So. And that's so uh, apparent in every conversation that we've ever had, whether it was been on the phone or in text or anything, it was just really about you saying, Hey, I'm your friend. I'm here to support. And we go back to that word. Support. Always, always. And no hidden agenda, which is in today's world of marketing, <laughs> that is huge. Not having a, a hidden agenda, right? It's like, what do you want? It's like nothing. I'm yes. just called to say, Hey, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I love it. I love it. And, you know, I really want to touch on something that you said that you, one, you are, have a gift because at a young age, you were able to, you know, either twenties to me as a young age is that you were able to figure out who you were and stand mm -hmm. in that. And I think most people, even in their middle age of thirties, forties, fifties are still trying to figure that out. Yeah. Number yeah. one. And number two, you mentioned how you know who you are in your alpha side and your feminine side and how you can work with those. And I love that because I don't think most people understand that they have both sides, right? That mm -hmm. there is a dynamic of both feminine and alpha or masculine side to them. They just think, oh, it's because I'm a woman, I'm feminine, or it's because I'm a man, I'm masculine. But what I have found with my own coaching of just my men's group is that they have been emasculated so much by the feminine energies, the feminine women, dominated women in their life, that they were afraid to show that they had a feminine side. Yeah, right. No, um, I agree with that, you know, and for your um, listeners on this one and for your men's group, um, you know, I can give a good story on that one. I too grew up in a house full of women. And this is why I am a coach today. This is why I am. Um, I always say I'm an advocate for women, but yet I love the shit out of women. You know, I love women to death, but at the same time, it's like, I learned how to navigate that space well by figuring out how to balance, do be a balancing act in that, in that scenario. So I never felt emasculated, even though, you know, my dad, you know, he, you know, my mom and dad got divorced when I was young, but he's an amazing guy. He's been in our lives, you know, my whole life. And he's been an amazing father. Um, but growing up with just a mom and two sisters, I learned a lot about my, my other side of me where it's like, yes, I, I share a lot. I want to communicate. I want, if I, if I'm sad, I, you know, I'll shed a tear, you know, I don't worry about it, but then it, it goes away. And I, I don't try to ever hold myself back from those sort of things. And, but yet in the male dominated side of that, I know when it's time to step up and be that man for, especially mm. for my girlfriend or for my ex-wife or my kids or whatever I need to do, I know how to pull that side out as well. So you learn how to find your balance. And so for the guys who are in that emasculated state right now, and who are afraid to speak their voice, they just don't like, which I'm sure you coach them. They just don't know how to bring it, bring it forth correctly. I want to say, mm. you know, cause sometimes I feel like guys in that situation, they get angry. They either, they either go, um, 1000% this way or 1000% right. the other way, you know, there's no yep. middle ground. So when they get mad, they rage, you know, when they're sad, they just like, you know, they hold it in. So it's, it's this, it's this bat inner battle all the time, but they'll, they'll find their balance and it, and it takes time, you know, and I'm not going to lie. It's like, I, um, 
you said something on the first question where um, it did take me a minute to figure out who I was. Cause you know, I, I did question myself going, wow, am I, am I, am I being my best self that I can be, you know, am I, am I being man enough? Am I being this enough? And, mm -hmm. you know, and you have to really ask those questions, but here's the, there's the, the fun part of that, or, and also the scary part is that you have to really dive inside of yourself and really mm -hmm. figure out your true identity of who you really are. And so with that being said, you can't be afraid if it feels like ooh, I'm getting too close to that, then you really have to tap into that because that, that fear, like we always say is that that's the good stuff. That's going to mm -hmm. bring out the best of you. Would you agree? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I love that you mentioned identity because especially in today's world where we get to, you know, choose different yeah. things and I'm not even going to get into that, <laughs> but I will say that if you don't take, I want to say proactive steps mm -hmm. to really, uh, appeal away the layers who you are, you won't know who you are. Yeah. You won't know what your identity is because oftentimes we identify ourselves with our rank, with our career, mm -hmm. with our title, with uh, our degree or right. with our um, Mr. or Mrs., right? We don't really identify ourselves first as a human being and who we show up as. That's correct. Right. Rather, I mean, just, that, this is why yeah. we love little kids, right? They're the purest yes. of the pure. I mean, when a boy or a girl, if they're, if they get hurt, what do they do? They cry. If they get upset, what do they do? They get mad. You know, if they're, if they're, if they're loving, they're both the most loving children in the entire world, but it's somewhere down the line. We all get these little, you know, steps and structures and things that we need to learn that just, is it the right way or the wrong way? We don't know, but I feel like people need to pick and choose what they need from out of that. You know, I'll, one of the biggest things that I am is that I, take criticism well I, I i take you know i'll take feedback i listen to everyone you know and i and i want to learn as much as i can every single day of my life but i pick and choose what is best for me mm -hmm. you know i i listen to books like you know there's republicans there's democrats there's all this there's that you know there's religion i listen to it all and i never ever say one is better than the other i never say that's bad this is great i just take it all in because you have the choice to pick and choose that's the beauty of it but unfortunately sometimes you know we use our um, influence from, you know, our, either our parents or friends and things like that, that force us into a direction. And sometimes that's direction is not even them. So, you know, right. so this is even what I do with my dating coach stuff. It's like, I go, what I call it, stay in your dating lane. I go, I teach you how to learn, how to find out what is your lane, you know, mm -hmm. and that's not only in dating, that's just in life in general, you know, and mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, you hear someone go, well, I need to do this and this. And it's like, do you really though? And you, are you happy with that? They're like, well, I'm not really happy, but this is what they want, or this is what she or he wants. It's like, what do you want? You know, what right. do you want for yourself? And sometimes people can't answer that, or they're too afraid to try it because they feel like they're, they're afraid of failure. First mm -hmm. of all, they're afraid of, um, that they might, um, you know, they might not be liked or they might get ostracized or whatever it may be, but it's just like, eventually you're going to find your, like your community, your tribe, and you're, and you're going to be a better person for it. Well, don't you think that knowing what you don't want is just part of the process of uncovering and revealing of what you do want? Agreed. But we also have to remember that people who do know what they want just don't do it because they're too scared or they feel like mm. they're going to be outside. They're, they, they're going to feel like the outsider, in other right. words. You know, right. it's like, like you, I love your hair. You know, like you take a chance. I love the ombre underneath it all. You know, <laughs> how many people would do that? You know, in theory, it's like, I mean, you have your own special, like, like energy, Shay, you know, like you do, like you're, you're, you're your own thinker, you know, and I, and that's why I think our energy's got 
attracted in the first place, you know, because I love, I love your style. I love what you do. And you're just such a good person underneath it all. Mm-hmm. And you, you know, and you stand out, you know, how many people would do that? <laughs> Not many, but there's a lot of people that want to, that we all know that want to take those chances, but they're just too scared to try. And it's, and it's sad. Well, thank you for that. I receive that for sure. But, and I love that you said energies attract. So let's talk about that for a minute. So here we are in the dating world. Let's pretend, right? And <laughs> not you and pretend? I, <laughs> right? Right? Do we have to pretend? Here we are in the dating world, and you meet someone, and you're just like, you can't pinpoint it because it's happened to me. I can't pinpoint what it is, okay. but there's something that's off, right? And I've had other, I've had clients that are like, you know, it just, I was so into her. And yet she wasn't into me. So is there, what is your dating advice? What are the questions that you ask to really Mm -hmm. help people in that space? So sometimes, um, you know, going back to um, the saying your dating link theory, it's that sometimes we, like men, especially, we have a tendency to look at the physical first. And Mm -hmm. so we, and we yearn for that. You know, we want, you know, I have this thing where um, I say that guys, you know, have a tendency to lean more towards an imposter syndrome because we want to emulate guys that we see when we're younger, you know, it's either a sports figure, um, you know, a musician or whatever it is. And then, so as we get older, we want to be that guy with all the money. We want to be that guy with all the girls. And so we try to figure out that space and try to balance though. It's like a balance of who we are and trying to become something that we want to be. And so we lose, we we have these blinders on at that point. Mm -hmm. So we're we're trying to like this person and like this person. And it's just like, yeah, you know, she's great. She's, she's good looking, but she's just great. And it's like, well, I mean, she's not exactly what you need then. And a lot of women, vice versa, the same thing, you know, it's just like, they, they have their own uh, set of rules as well. But eventually, like I tell people, I say that, you know, the hardest part is just to really narrow it down to a few non-negotiables, pick three, and everything else, you just go in it with open eyes. Because isn't mm-hmm. the fun part of dating, just having fun, just meeting someone. And, and I tell people a lot of times, it's like, when you're out and you meet a friend, for instance, right? You're like how we met. It's just like, yeah, mm-hmm. you're a girl, I'm a boy. It's one of those things where it's like, you know, but we're not going to, it's not um, going to be a physical, like emotional in that way. But we have another emotional relationship where we're just like, I just really like, I just love Jay, you know, mm-hmm. and like and vice versa. But um, I think sometimes people lose the fact that it's as simple as that by just finding someone that you connect with and then see where it goes. That's first and foremost, you know, and and so um, I feel like a lot of people have a lot of rules. They have a checklist. They have all these things mm-hmm. that just need to just wipe away and just start clean and just say, hey, just go out and say hello to someone. And you'd yeah. be surprised on how many times people go, wow, that person I never thought what I'd ever like. And now we're dating and things like that versus their their little model or mold of who they want to actually have. And that's where I feel like a lot of people get in trouble. Mm. I love that you said that, you know, go with an, an open mind. Cause mm-hmm. I think oftentimes, especially women, they're always, I, and I won't blame women, but <laughs> I will say my girlfriends and I, who, who are in the dating world have sat around many, many times and said, Oh, but do you have a list? Because I know when I met my husband, he like literally, like I could mark off everything on the list Okay, and it's like, yeah, that's great. And, you know, at some point we have to like, just be, we have to be, be in the open. We have to be like you said, the open-minded and just go with the flow. Yeah. Because sometimes that list is not exactly the things that you want over time. You know, like they say, the list is always going to continuously shift and change as we, as as relationship gets longer and longer, you know, you, how does the relationship last? You know, you have to be able to ebb and flow. It never stays the same. 
I mean, I have that conversation with my girlfriend all the time. Like, remember at the beginning, we just, we just did this. We just hung out. Da, da, da. <laughs> now we're just like, I'm so busy in my career. She's busy in her career. And we just have to literally check in and write on a board when we're going to date the next time. When's, what's next date night? Or when do we right. have time for each other? So you have to really learn how to move along with that stuff. And all those other things that you want actually don't even matter anymore because mm. it's like, you're just trying to find time together now at this point in time. So um, I feel like a lot of people are missing out on a lot of opportunities because they, they're not allowing themselves to get step away from that checklist or that, that mold of who they think that they want. Well, and I think what you, this point that you're at is more where you're being more intentional, mm -hmm. right? Because right. now you're like, okay, we're in this relationship. We have each other, we're living together. And now we like really need to fine tune right. what, what our lives are. So how can someone be intentional in dating and not have a checklist? So that's a good question too. And the first thing that I heard out of that whole thing was that I got out of that was like learning how to communicate what you want, learning mm. how to ask the right questions. That's being as intentional as it can get. Um, you know, like I tell people at the beginning, I go, if you ask the right questions to someone that you just started, like maybe it's the second date or even, maybe even the first date, you know, cause that's what happens, right? We, we kind of throw these lob these questions back and forth to get to know mm -hmm. someone. Yeah. That's, or I go, yeah, don't like that person or, you know, or, or I <laughs> keep talking. I want to know more. Yeah. So um, you have to ask the right questions in order to figure out if this person is able to be what you want in theory, you know, and not, and not the opposite way, because I feel like sometimes, you know, people are looking at it, what it looks like on paper versus what it can really be. And so I really feel like to be intentional, you have to communicate what you want from the beginning. And mm -hmm. not saying like, look, this is my ground rules. This is what I need. This is what I want. But just asking a lot of questions to see if it matches up. And sometimes it will, sometimes it won't. But then the surprising part is, is that sometimes people will actually, if they don't answer it, maybe the way that you want, and you kind of come back with something, oh, really didn't want to, I really wasn't thinking, I was thinking this way. You're missing out on them going, oh, you know what? That's, that's a good point. Maybe I can change my own thought process on that whole thing as well. So we end up changing people's minds on certain views mm. in the process as well. And that's the fun part as well. Well, and also I love what you said and I love about being intentional is that there's always things that we're doing. Like mm -hmm. they say to talk about, focus on the actions where actions speak louder than words, right? And so oftentimes we don't even realize what we're doing uh, because our, our actions are doing something else. Our words are not, you know, our words are not in alignment. <laughs> and this just happened to uh, a client of mine. And he was telling me his scenario of what he was going through with his girlfriend and got his interest peaked by another woman. And uh, he had been with his girlfriend for two years. And I was like, look, I'm just going to give it to you straight. And he's like, what? I go, don't be a dick. <laughs> and he's like, What? <laughs> and I, he goes, I'm my intention like a slap is slap in the face. <laughs> right. But I don't, if I had not used that language with him, yeah. he would never have, it never would have wake, woke him up. Right. Right. And he kept Good. saying to me, like, that, that is not my intention. I go, I get it. I get that your intention is that you're a nice guy, but the language that you're using and the actions that you're taking are actually showing that you're a dick. Oh, and when I use the word dick, yeah. I have an acronym for that. It okay. is dis dishonorable, inconsiderate, conniving, and know-it-all. Yeah, that's a good one. I need to and, write that down. That's a good one, Chase. Send me that one, we're done. Yes. <laughs> I love that. And, and, and the reason I use it that way is because we do it to ourselves, too. Yeah, right. And that's what he was doing. He was doing it to himself by not honoring his own feelings first. 
Okay. And then he wasn't communicating them with her. So he actually should have ed- exited this relationship way before the two year mark, but didn't even, cause he kept looking at the, through rose colored glasses, like one, it'll get better. And two, she's a great person. Yeah. And that, and that is true. And yeah. yet there was so much, once we, he got away from it and we were able to unpack it. It's like, oh my gosh, there was so much negative traits that wasn't yeah like Mm -hmm. wasn't propelling him forward wasn't an actual partner to guide him or to propel him it was a partner that was pulling him away okay and did he just get comfortable in that in theory then I guess is that what happened yeah well because a lot of times as you know and I totally Mm -hmm. believe this is that our childhood be our childhood experiences shape our adult decisions right Mm -hmm. so what happened is that once we unpacked it And then it's like, oh, well, who else in your lifetime, in your childhood, treated you like this, where it was confusing, where it was a little bit of codependency had to be there, couldn't, you know, almost like a jealousy. And he was like, I was my mom. Like, Oh, got it. There you go. Yeah. And And we don't even realize it sometimes until that aha moment like that as well. Right. Right. Well, I hope that he uh, continues to remember that and use that as a starting point for everything that he does from this point on. I hope that you're coaching him through that one as well. So, oh yeah, he's okay. actually met someone new, <laughs> met someone new. And it sounds like, you know, he's coming again, he's more intentional and one forthright in, in his communication. But right. I love that you said that it was a communication breakdown. Yeah. Because we're not and, taught, uh, we're not taught and, how And to that's the thing too. And I feel like a lot of people that I always say, Shay, is that um, they're just afraid to ask the questions. And I go, what are you afraid of? I go, they're either, the only thing that you can do when you ask the question, they're either going to say yes or no. And you can, at that moment, it's like, okay, you're going to have to agree with it or not agree with it. So Mm -hmm. what's the, what's the problem, you know, but you, you have to ask because it's like, you can't move forward unless you ask the hard questions. And I know it sucks. You know, I mean, I've been with Mm -hmm. my girlfriend for six years and it sucks hard, but it's just like, you know, I have to just like, like said, man up, just like, okay, I got to ask these questions because if I don't, I'm never going to know. And I know I am as a person as well. You know, I, I get very, my eyes wander, you know, I get super flighty and I, and I wander, but you know, because I, over, um, since my marriage of 17 years before that I was, we communicated so well that I, I grew up a lot since then, you know, and I learned in my early thirties to learn how to be that person. When you need to ask something, ask it because it's going to keep you from wandering. It's going to keep you from second guessing yourself. It's going to keep you from, um, lying to yourself. Let's just be honest. You know, like we, like we, we give a story, like you said, where it's not really, we're just saying it, but all of a sudden we're not really actually seeing what our actions are doing it. Like you just said earlier. So I get that. Well, and tr- two, you know, I think it's it's really about being able to know, like we go back to the identity, really know mm-hmm. who you are. And I say, I, in fact, I say this to myself. Sometimes I say to the person, like, I need to ask you something and I'm just going to rip off the bandaid quickly <laughs> rather than this slow process yeah. of beating around the bush. Um, and that prepares me to just ask the question and be okay with that, like quick hurt okay. almost, okay. you know? Yeah. And, uh, and, and for whatever reason that energetically helps me. And, uh, it's funny. I, when I say that people are like, oh, well then it's like, da, 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 da. like that wasn't painful. And I'm like, for you, maybe, yeah, right? but, <laughs> but for out. me, it was mm-hmm. like a quick, I, I, you know, it, and it goes for men and women. I think honestly, at the end of the day, most people have a hard time being vulnerable. Yeah. And what no, we're talking no, about yep. is about being vulnerable. Yeah. I agree with that a lot. You know, that's, it's a very hard thing to do because, um, 
we, it's like, we don't, no one wants to, like I said, no one wants to feel hurt if you receive something that you really don't want to hear. Right. And, um, and, or if you feel like, you know, like I, my girlfriend, I'll go back to her. I'll never forget. She's a very strong, independent woman. These are the type of women that I love for myself because my mom was that way. Like you said, mm -hmm. it stems from your childhood, right? So yep. I seek out strong, independent women, but I also know that it's just like, it's not a competition. It's just like, I am the perfect balance for that, where I always feel like most guys want a strong, independent woman, but they just feel like going, God, you're trying to emasculate me. You're trying to do this. And it's right. just like, they feel like it's a competition half the time. Right. So going with that being said, um, you know, with her, one of the things that she said around the beginning, she goes, I'll never forget that. She goes, huh. And I go, what's wrong? She goes, I'm feeling a little mushy right now. And I don't like uh, using that word, but it made her vulnerable, oh, though, you know, yeah. and it made me, and I said, that's a great. I love that. You can always be mushy with me, honey. You can do that whenever you want Aww. to. So, and I think at that moment, she realized that, you know, I made her feel safe and she, I, and she yes. trusted me to make her feel safe. And for her to do that, you know, that's something that we can talk about as well as feeling safe around the person you're with, because that's huge. Cause that means you're communicating, you trust them. You, you know, that they will always have your back. And these are things that they're important in a relationship. Well, I love, I love this topic because I fully believe that I think that's what most women want out of a relationship is safety mm -hmm. and protection. And most men want more respect. Yes. Right. Yeah. Right. I just want attention, Shay. That's all I want. I, respect. <laughs> <laughs> I just like the attention. <laughs> I got you blushing over there. I love that. Too. Uh, yeah. But what's funny is that it, it's even deeper, the, the attention, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, so about the safety. So how would you coach someone into uh, a both like male and female? How would you coach them into helping them making fe someone feel safe? Right. Um, well, sometimes I feel, and I'm going to start with this one first. Sometimes I feel like a person will know when they feel safe when, right away. And mm -hmm. I just had a client of mine. It's so funny after she came to my show that I did um, on stage the other day. Um, two days later, when I spoke with her, she goes, you know what? She goes, you made me think a lot when you said the word safe. And she goes, I don't think my boyfriend makes me feel safe. And she's been with him for five years. Wow. And so, right. She goes, he never, he's never there for her um, when she needs him. And she realized when, you know, maybe I need to rethink this whole thing. And so that's something that most people, they just avoid. Once again, it's something that, you know, we all get that kind of spider tingly sense of when something's mm -hmm. not really right. But we sometimes brush it under the rug and sit there going, yeah, you know, it's like, it's still good, you know, because it's not like, and you, and you can see them out together or something mm -hmm. when you know it's not a fit, when it's not really working, but they're just trying to fit this square, what is it, peg into a hole or whatever it is and things like that. So when it comes to um, teaching people how to be safe, it's, I don't think it's something that you can teach. It's something that has to be intuitively like mm -hmm. within, yeah. because I can't teach you how to be safe with someone when I don't know the other person, you know, I can't. I can teach you on how to be strong enough to realize what you need, but I can't teach you on that feeling because once again, it's, it's an intuitive feeling. And that's something that each and every person needs to have on their own. Well, I love that you said the intuitive feeling. So I was coaching someone and he was telling me, he's like, my ex-girlfriend was so nice, blah, 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 blah. And then he tells <laughs> me about how he talks, she would tell him about how she would test her friends. Okay. Mm. And I said, she's testing her friends. And he was like, yeah, I go. So she was testing you. Mm -hmm. Right. But yet you didn't see that because you're right. so caught up on that. Oh, she's so nice. So it didn't even occur to me until you said it, like to ask him, did you feel safe with her? Mm -hmm. But this whole testing thing is like, oh, well, I'm going to see 
let, let, let me let me throw that out there and see right. how they react. It's like, yeah. no. And I don't the, like that. I don't like that either, but mm-hmm. I'm so glad. Well, first of all, I'm proud of my client for being able to get away from that. But the fact that she even said it, I truly believe, and I think it was my Angelou who said it, like you people will tell you who they are. We have yeah. to learn how to listen. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, he was, she was telling him who she is. She's yeah. a person that's going to test you. Right. We get blinded sometimes. Yeah. I mean, some, everyone can be like, uh, they can blind you like crazy. It was like the devil in sheep's clothing or whatever the heck that saying is. So that wasn't my Angela. That's which I can tell you that. Jay. Right. right, right. <laughs> um, no, but, um, but for the most part, yeah, like I said, we, once again, we all have something that can blind someone going into something and they miss the signals, but I can guarantee that once again, that spider sense always comes up where they go, hmm? Like that, and they go, oh no, no, I that they they didn't say that or did they that, didn't do right, that. You know, right. I'll, I'll I'll just let that go, and they just move move. Let's move along. So, mm-hmm. but you gotta start really listening and categorizing that stuff, and just check marking. Okay, that was not good. Okay, this is not good. And after the third one, that's those are the red flags right there in themselves. So, um, a lot of people, I feel like they kind of catch them sooner where they're not really red flags. I feel like, but it's just mm-hmm. something that they just don't want that something that they're just against like for instance um and i guess i'm trying to say it the correct way where um some people are just stubborn in what they want some people are just they're just they're in their ways of what they want you know and if, if yeah. they meet anyone that's not that they're already writing you off and you're just like <laughs> i didn't do anything wrong you just wrote me mm-hmm. off because now you're spinning all these things that you think are wrong with this mm-hmm. because you've already made a decision that it's not right for you and mm-hmm. that's and i don't think that's right either but those are the people where they're never going to be truly happy and that's one of my clients, the one that says she didn't feel safe with mm-hmm. the boyfriend. She's that type where she's very strong. She's very alpha mm-hmm. in theory. Mm-hmm. And she just thinks she just wants to run everything and mm-hmm. almost like steamrolling you to the point. So it's like, how can you be happy in a relationship if you feel like you're steamrolling your partner and yet you're not giving your partner a chance to really step up ever and then mm-hmm. come back and go, how come I'm never, how come he hasn't asked me to marry him yet? How come this hasn't happened yet? And it's like, I mean- look at you, you know, it's like, yeah. I think you already know the answer to all that stuff. And so it's, so it, it takes a minute to peel off those layers from someone, mm-hmm. but I, I can see that she really wants to help. That's why she's with me, but she's also learning how to just be more in her feminine as well. Yeah. Where she thinks she thinks it's making her vulnerable. And it's like, no, that's a good thing. You know, you, you need to have a little bit of that. Well, I think that's what most alpha women's miss is that oh, I can't be vulnerable because then they'll see them me as weak. Mm-hmm, right. And it's the complete opposite, right? Like the more vulnerable we are as women, I believe the more feminine comes out. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. And, and it opens up a whole new world for them. You know, it's just like, it's just all of a sudden, once again, they're missing out on so much stuff that's going around them because they're trying to control everything or they're trying to be. And you had mentioned something um, about the whole alpha thing where Mm -hmm. they don't want to show them vulnerable. And then, so what I ask you, we're not in the business place right now. We're not in that space. Right. You you can afford to be yourself when you're with your partner, but you know, let that charades go for a minute. And I, and I have to tell that to a lot of women. I go, look, I go be that in business. I get that because you're competing with men. I understand that Mm 1000%, but you got to learn how to let that go. Once you step out of the business world or that day or whatever you want to call it, Mm -hmm. you got to go back to who you are and find it out. And they lose themselves sometimes with about that. So, and it comes across very hard and cold. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love this conversation. And uh, clearly we could talk for hours and hours and hours. Um, but I am curious if you would give advice, cause I know you talked about how you ask a question. So is there advice that you give someone who they've gone on a date or two, maybe even three, and then the other person has friend zoned them? 
Oh yeah, it's a hard one. Oh yeah. And, okay, so we're saying that the other person friends on them, right? Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. So um, the way to pick up the signs with that one is that um, the best way that I can say is that it's body language. First of all, read the mm. person's body language. I mean, I feel like after date number two, you know, you should kind of have a sense of where this is going at that point. And if you if you even got to a date two. Um, for the, and you're still feeling like it's just not right for you, read the other person's body language. If, if that's the person who's about to friend zone you. Um, and then once again, ask questions on what's, you know, what they want, what they're doing and what, what their intentions are down the road. Mm. You know, and I'm saying about where we're going, but just make it light enough to say, Hey, you know, what are your intentions? You know, where, mm -hmm. where do you see yourself? And that'll kind of, you know, clear up the air as well. I feel like too, some people are just unsure. And I feel like some people, um, who are unsure about someone, they, they might need a little bit, a couple more dates to figure it out, but you'll know, you know, that yeah. person should know. And, and unfortunately, sometimes on the receiving side of that, once again, we're so caught up in, oh my God, this person's the best. And they're, they're just mm -hmm. so lovely. And I just, this might be the one, you know, you got to get out of your own head at this point and really right. start once again, you have to listen, you have to be able to be present. And because it, it can drop on a dime or flip. We've seen it happen a lot of times where you thought something was going well. Then all of a sudden you're like, I don't understand what just happened here. I thought things were going great, you know, but in theory, you weren't picking up those little sprinkles of things that that person was dropping in your chair or in your hands and going, <laughs> I'm not with you. I don't really think this is going to work. And, but sometimes that person just might just be being nice. I don't know. It just, it sucks though, but I feel like it's an easy tell if it's not if you don't feel like the physical um, body language happening, I, I think that's probably number one right there. Well, and two, I think it's also communication. It goes mm -hmm. back to asking those hard questions of what Correct. is your intention? I mean, the one of my clients, you know, he is known to go out and, um, you know, no judgment by any means, be physical on the first date. Okay. And okay. then is so into that person. And then by the second date, she's like, I just want to be friends. And he's crushed. And I'm like, okay. Uh, to me, I'm thinking, well, it has nothing to do with you. <laughs> Literally, it has nothing to do with you. Right. She, she's in a difficult, different space mm -hmm. than yeah. what you are. Right. And we can get confused with the physical because sometimes that physical happens a little bit quicker, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's a done deal. Right. Right. You know, like anything can change like, oh, you know, they're great to make out with, but you know, they still might have this side of them or this side of them. And once again, it's just that it's a, it's a learning curve the first few dates that everyone's going through. And so I feel like some people in that situation want to get the best and see where we're going to be at. Yeah, sure. If he's physical and he's, he's, he seems like a great guy this way, but you know, she might have her own little things of saying, yeah, but I don't think he's really there yet mature wise or this wise for what I might need in my life. And, but let's see where it goes. He, maybe he's, maybe he'll surprise yeah. me. Right. And yeah. unfortunately it doesn't happen and I'm sure it can crush anyone. So sure. it's just, it's never easy in the dating space. Right. Let me tell you. Yeah. yeah. Well, especially a friend zone. It's like, Ooh, oh, yeah. Uh, friend zone is the worst. Yes. It's like yeah. the kiss of death. But, <laughs> mm -hmm. but if that's like, I said, if that's going to happen, you know, make sure like, I feel like a lot of people need to put that out there pretty quickly. And mm -hmm. I hope that it doesn't linger any longer than a, than a second date in all honesty. Right. Right. Unless you communicate the fact that, Hey, I love being physical with you. It's not going to go anywhere. Unless you go that route, you know, yeah. you that down as well. I'll, you know, that's your choice then at that point. So, well, and it all comes back to communication. You mm -hmm. have to tell, you have to be able to communicate and share it is what you want. Right. Yeah. Right. I love it. Well, Chris, it has just been a joy to Thank have you, you here. And clearly, you know, we could talk for days and days and days about 
all the things, <laughs> especially all the dating things. Yeah. Thank you so, so much. Well, before you go, I have a few more questions. So what do you want to be remembered for? What would be your legacy? Um, my, you know, it's funny that, um, I I've always known once again, who I am as a person at a very young age. And, um, you know, that thing where they say, what is my purpose? Why am I here on this earth? And, you know, that whole thing of like, what is my Holy grail? Why, what is my purpose mm -hmm. in life? My purpose in life, I realized at a very young age is to change a person's mind on how they view other people. That's mm. the easiest thing I can say. And one of my best friends, she told me, she goes, Chris, you know, like this dating space thing that you're doing, she goes, she goes, you know, that's just a, um, just a small part of what you're really trying to do. She goes, your, your job, your, your, your passion, your goal in life is just to change, to make people better make them human, better yeah. human beings. Right. And yeah. so she goes, she goes, dating is just a part of that, but your ultimate goal and your whole plan is that. So, um, I always tell people that my purpose is when I meet someone, once again, is to really change your mind on how you be people, you know, mm -hmm. whether you, everyone's got their point of view. Um, mm -hmm. but when you meet me, like I said, I don't conform to any point of view. I just want you to see me as a good person. And that's why I tell people, I go, look, they can have their opinions. They can have their point of view. They can have this. And I go, but does that really make them a bad person? And sometimes people have to sit there and go, oh yeah, but I don't believe in this. And I go, but that's not you to have to believe in that. That's what they believe in. Why do you have to just like, you know, stomp on their beliefs, even though it may be right or wrong. I'm not going to judge a person on that. I'm judging you on if you have a good heart or not. You know, that's, mm. that's the main goal. So, so if I see, and I've met a lot of people, Shay, where it's like, you know, it's like, I don't, a lot of people, I don't like that person, or I don't like this. And I sit there and I go, and I can, as I start talk with them, I surpass all of that things that they're about and just look at the core of who they really are. And I go, oh, there it is. Yeah. And I let them know that too. I let that person go, you know what? I go, it seems like, you know, I, a lot of people say you're this way, but I can see the true you and you're actually a really good person. And, and it almost like lessens their, it takes down that wall from that yes. person, in other words. And all of a sudden they're like, wow, thank you. And I said, so just leave with that a little bit more. And they, and they trust it. So that, that's my purpose. I love that. And you're that's my legacy. That. That's just, you're living, you're living yeah. that right now every day. I love yeah. it. Thank you. Yeah. And how can people connect with you? Your website? I know you're on Instagram. Can you yeah. share? Um, on, on Insta or all social, it's at, um, at dating intelligence. That's, that's my uh, dating intelligence one. And then my personal is at fetch sport. F-E-T-C-H-S-P-O-R-T at Fetchboard. If you want to find my dating coach stuff um, or go to my website, um, you know, www.dating-intelligence.com and you'll find my dating coach on there stuff as well. Um, if anyone ever needs anything, Shay, please, I hope that, I know we're going to collaborate in the future, but, um, you know, they can always reach out to me on there and, and actually do a 15 minute intro, Calendly um, intro, uh, meet with nice. me to see if they want to have me help them through their coaching process in the dating space as well nice. as relationship space as well. And I'll have that link included Thank you. Uh, in the show notes. And as well as, is there, I know you have this amazing website or amazing website, amazing podcast. So where mm -hmm. can people listen to you on that? Yeah. So I'm on all, like all things where all the podcasts, all audio, and we're on YouTube as well. Um, but it's all audio and our YouTube is the best because my co, she's fun now, phenomenal. I mean, she's super cute and she's fun. And we, I always tell people we're like Howard Stern and Robin, you know, that's the whole way that I run my <laughs> show where I'm just like franking on a matter of fact with our guests and things like that. But if you guys want to check it out, it's dating intelligence. Um, anything, uh, just ask Spotify, I'm sorry, I'm um, Siri or whatever you want to do, Apple, all that stuff. We're on everything. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much thank for you. being here, Chris. Thank you. You're amazing. And I appreciate you having this show and I'm sure your mm -hmm. audience is as well. And I love what you do, Shay. Thank you. Oh, well, thank you. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's always such a joy when we get to chat and even more that you graced our, 
our audience with you. So thank, thank you. you. Well, you that. just make me smile, Shay, all the time. That, right back last at name you. Sparks. I mean, who has the last name Sparks and doesn't make anyone smile? I mean, come on. Well, you know, I didn't probably for years. So I'm glad that it, <laughs> I'm glad that's my legacy to leave people with a smile, right? Well, I'm glad you found your true self as well. Ah, oh, thank you. And thank you for listening to the Power of Investing in People podcast. If you enjoyed this show and you want to leave a comment, feel free to go over to SheaSparksPodcast.com. You can also leave a voicemail there if you want. And we would love to hear from you, hear your comments, hear a question maybe to me answer on the air, or maybe to forward it along to Chris and he can maybe come back and we'll do a question and answer show or something. I would love um, that. Yeah, would well, that be fun? Yes. And in the meantime, let's get fired up. <laughs>